Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It's the Roundball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling. Charles Ponzi, Bernie Madoff, Joey Devine, Kenneth Lee, Michael Milken, Sean Keane, The Pets.com Puppet, OJ Gisela de Boosbeck, he introduced the tulip to Holland. Patreons, Matt Hobbaker. Thank you, Matt. John Lennon. You are the walrus. Thank you, John. Sam Tobin. Thank you, Sam. Musical guest, widespread panic. And now the temporary host of Brown Ball Rock. Joey Devine! Hi! It's me, Joey Devine, your temporary host of the Round Ball Rock Podcast, and we are back with a brand new episode. I'm here, as always, with comedian, writer, babysitter, uncle, uh, best man at weddings... I haven't, uh, I haven't, I haven't actually done that. Uh-huh. Um, I've been a minister. Minister, that's what I meant. Okay. Uh, yeah. Life, uh, the Church of Life minister at weddings. Uh, friend, confidant, raconteur, Sean Keen. Sean, how are you? <laughs> hey, I'm pretty good, Joey. I'm doing all right. Um, did you enjoy watching Nico Mannion play basketball tonight? You know what? I did. So did I. I, did. I, I really enjoyed ne- the Nico Mannion. I hate that I enjoyed it, but I did really enjoy watching Nico Mannion play basketball. Today. I enjoyed the Jordan Poole experience, Me too. Me, too. Uh, I'm worried I'm going to be in a Kevon Looney situation and have to 
take back a lot of things I've said publicly. <laughs> I got to say, I got to say, I was uh, not invested in the game, though. I, no. I got to say, this wasn't the closest. I told uh, you they were going to lose by 30, which they yeah. didn't lose by 30. It was close. But <laughs> well, they like opted out of the game. Too. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, it, this was not my my closest watch of yeah. an NBA game this year, Joey. But yeah, dude, if Jordan Poole keeps this up, we're going to have to start a new Patreon podcast called Peepers on Pool. Yeah, that's going to be... Um... <laughs> could be great. I don't know. I mean, I like that he... Uh, just, you know... I mean, those shots he was taking were pretty bad in the fourth quarter, but they were fun. They went in. Yeah, yeah, I'd rather see a guy who's not terrified of shooting a six-footer. I gotta say... uh if we 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 canceled watching Wiggins, um, we did. And if we had to do a watching Wiggins episode about tonight's game, I would have been, I would have spent the entire half hour probably uh, complaining about how he only took eleven shots in a game that Kelly Oubre, Steph Curry, Draymond Green didn't play in. Uh, but we don't do that podcast anymore. So I mean, I'm I'm glad we're not. We haven't done warming up to Wanamaker in a while because the answer would have just been nope, nope, not happening. Sorry, <laughs> trade him. All right, that's uh, normally we don't start with basketball talk, but that was some pretty hardcore basketball chat. That was it. That was intense. I was gonna get into uh, well, you know what? That other I thought I was gonna do more basketball talk, but that was that's gonna be in the Patreon. Yeah. We're going to do that afterwards. Uh, once again, we're doing a double shot of episodes on one day because our work schedules are weird. Uh, but we're going to try and stop doing that um, as soon as possible, I promise. Um, before we get to news, I got to do some business up the top. And it's apt because this is a business episode. This episode is all about making money. This is a cash it's, money episode. It's all about firing people it's all about uh putting out press releases it's all about diamond hands going we're, to the we're guaranteeing moon. winners on this yeah one. yeah like, but this is not financial advice no no <laughs> um we are we are meant to, what would we even say we're jays no that's not right Anyway, I don't care. We're not gonna go into that. But uh yeah, this is not financial advice. We are not lawyers this we are furus, though. That's a thing people we say. We are. That's right? true. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> we're yeah. Um, But we're, you, we had one of the more fun conversations we've had in a long time with the boys from the Free Money podcast, comedians Alan Strickland Williams and James Fritz. We're going to get to that in a minute. But before we do that, we got to do some business. Mm-hmm. Round Rock Pod at, on Twitter, roundrockpod at gmail.com. We have t-shirts. Buy a fucking t-shirt so the guy from T Public stops emailing me because he it's does it. Of... I feel bad every time because he emails us twice a week like, hey, uh, how about this idea to increase people going to your store? And I'm like, I'm not a businessman. I'm an idiot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Patreon.com slash roundrockpod. Call us on the phone at the phone number in the description of this episode. Five-star reviews on iTunes. If you knew... Oh, and also, more importantly, if you know the person who was downloading this podcast in Senegal, 
please check on them because we've fallen out of the ratings on everybody's yeah. favorite website at chartable.com. We are no longer the 88th most popular podcast in Senegal. And I'm yeah. worried about his uh, majesty. Did they cross, did yeah. they cross his excellency, Mackie Sal? Yeah, I'm a little worried. But, um, Sean, let's... You should never get on the wrong side of that guy. <laughs> let's do some... He got you the bridge to Gambia. <laughs> let's do some news. Okay. Before we get to the uh, free money, boys. I love it. Oh, five-star reviews on iTunes. This is Round Ball Rock News. Basketball news. For humans and robots. Trust the process. All right, Sean. Uh, the Atlanta Hawks. They kicked off uh white history month exactly the way you'd want them to by firing their person of color who was a coach lloyd pierce has been fired uh luckily they didn't do it in february because those optics would have been very bad and that is all the neoliberal uh nba cares about is optics when it comes to this sort of thing the hawks the hawks owners let's not forget uh close friends and business partners with jeffrey epstein Mm mm-hmm um, here was my main takeaway from this. My immediate yes. thought. Are you ready, Sean? Yeah, please. Do, do uh, it. And it's, boy, the Democratic Party has really let Georgia down. First off, no $2,000 checks. And now oh. they've fired Lloyd Pierce. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if you were listening to any NBA podcast during December, you would have learned that Lloyd Pierce was really uh, campaigning hard for both Ossoff and Warnock. So... Thanks and, again, uh, Democrats. <laughs> well, these these you know, I gotta say, those boys at Apollo Capital don't want a fifteen dollar minimum wage, much like Joe Biden himself, mm-hmm. uh, who I'm sure they're also deeply connected to. Uh, there's clearly a lot of skeletons in this past because he's a politician who's been around mm-hmm. for a long time. Not as many skeletons in those uh, murder, sex, criminal billionaires that populate Apollo. Uh, the Apollo Investment Group, but... Allegedly! <laughs> allegedly. Yeah, I mean, look, they employed Jeffrey Epstein uh, until, like, four years ago, I think he was on the payroll. Mm-hmm. was managing their... I think he was on the... Uh, he was on the board of the Atlanta Hawks owner's charity until mm-hmm. 2015. Uh, but, you know, you didn't know. Mm-hmm. You didn't know. Uh, and uh, anyway, they also... Yeah have now tainted uh, everyone's, like, 12th favorite 80s actress, Jamie Gertz, by uh-huh. marrying her into this <laughs> Yeah, she's she's complicit. I can you know never how much watch Twister again! <laughs> you know how much respect I have for Jamie Gertz now? Less than zero. Yeah, there you go. There you go, Sean. Um, <laughs> you got Gertz! So um, let's talk about Lloyd Pierce really quickly. Uh-huh. Here's so a he case. Got hired. Yeah, tell he us, got give hired. us the yeah. case for why it was unfair they fired Lord, Lloyd Pierce. Okay, so Lloyd Pierce, uh, he he was before he got hired. Um, I did not know a lot about Lloyd Pierce. Mm-hmm. I will admit it. Uh, you know, he was a he was a Warriors assistant. He was a Sixers assistant. Uh, but right before he he also coached. Uh, Oh, he played for Soles de Jalisco, mm. um, but he he was a Sixers assistant for five years before getting hired 
by the Hawks in uh, 2018. Now, for his tenure, the 2018-19 Hawks were not trying to win. No. And then the 2019-20 Hawks were also not trying to win. They spent the offseason just picking up contracts. And meanwhile, the the general manager was uh, passing on Luka Doncic. Mm -hmm. A man, I should state, who was rude to me at the Oakland Bar Smitty's several times. Yeah, that's that's when he was. I uh, Travis Schlenk, uh, when he was with the Warriors, used to drink at this bar called Smitty's. And uh, his friends would often want to talk to us about basketball, and he would often uh, not. <laughs> Let's just say that much. Now, now in your experience with, uh, say, being in the same bar as, uh, oh, I don't know, uh, Don Nelson. Was Don Nelson a jerk? No. But what, also, what kind of he was Don not Nelson? with Don Nelson, I should say. Even though no, this I know, was I a... I'm just, I'm just <clears throat> saying, in your... In your yeah. I'm just saying, Trevor Schlink was a, you know basketball executive not like a we didn't famous. even we didn't even know we didn't even know he worked for the warriors to yeah. be honest with now, you Don Nelson. he was there what i will say is he was there with uh current warriors sideline or at the time warriors sideline reporter matt steinmetz wow. who always wanted to talk to us he loved yeah. us so so okay <laughs> so this 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 nobody travis uh-huh. yeah <laughs> um whose main accomplishment was not drafting Luka Doncic. Mm-hmm, yeah. When he could have just drafted Luka Doncic. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a jerk to you. Now, what about uh, multiple NBA champion, one of the greatest coaches and people of all time, Don Nelson? What was his behavior oh, like? At, when he would go to Smitty's, he would play shuffleboard for $500 a throw. Uh-huh. Uh, very <laughs> funny. And then, after he would leave, he would go to... Uh, the Domino's pizza across the street and order like $200 worth of pizzas, walk in, leave them on the bar and then leave. Yeah. That's a King yeah. right there. Yeah. King shit. Classic Travis Don Schlank. Nelson. King shit. That's a jester. Yeah. And you know who would have drafted Luka Doncic? A Don, Don Nelson. Nelson. Yeah. Yeah. Cause his son did. <laughs> his son made the move for him. Yeah. Probably after calling his dad and his dad's like, those idiots are going <laughs> to, trade you that so they can have cam reddish on their team don nelson actually would have steal their money (laughs) don nelson actually would have tricked both the kings and the Suns into taking bagley and aiden so he could get don just say he didn't from hawaii somehow he's like my son deserves luca let me get let me get vlade on the phone um i mean tricking the sacramento kings like look maybe it ultimately backfired when he tricked them into taking Jason Thompson instead of Anthony Randolph. But still. No, that trick, was the correct the move. The trick work. That still to this day was the correct move. I will go to my deathbed saying is, Anthony Randolph is a better basketball player than Jason Thompson. No matter what the length of their NBA career says. <laughs> I mean, or what the Sacramento Kings all-time leaderboard says. Where Jason Thompson is shockingly high. Um. Uh, okay, so, so anyway. Lloyd, uh, Lloyd so Pierce. Lloyd Pierce was there for two seasons uh-huh. where they were absolutely eating shit on purpose mm-hmm. to try to get a high draft pick yep. that Travis Schlink could then mangle. Mm-hmm. Um, so now they're trying this year. Mm-hmm. So he got to be on a team where he was expected to win or even trying to win for 34 games. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, this season, here are some Atlanta Hawks who have missed more than 10 games. Now, Grant, now keep in mind, this is of like a 35 games. Uh, so, you know, over 25% of the season. Bogdan Bogdanovich, DeAndre Hunter, mm-hmm. Danilo Gallinari, uh-huh. Cam Reddish. Bogdan Bogdanovich, uh, one of their two big offseason acquisitions, has played 11 three. games. Three. They had three big offseason acquisitions. Don't forget. Oh, it's Rayshon Rondo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Rondo's also only played 20 games. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't even put him on this list because I didn't think about it. But yeah, he's also been hurt. Um, in this, in this like junk ass COVID injury fest season and he got fired because they were two and a half games out of out of fourth place mm-hmm. yeah i mean maybe maybe they weren't two and a half games out of four they might have been three and a half out mm-hmm. but again uh there there are like three good teams in the east mm-hmm. and this I mean, is I, why debbie wasserman schultz should not be running the democratic party yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, what the hell is this sorry uh, tom perez uh, well, I mean, she, he's, a, he's a DWS tool. We all know that. Uh, but, like, wait, this is the shortest leash possible. Uh, and he's clearly tight as hell. Now, like, on the plus side, what I uh-huh. will say is we spent all summer being mad that the Pacers fired Nate McMillan. So who is Lloyd Pierce's replacement? Nate, Nate, Nate McMillan. McMillan, yeah. Well, why can't also, we have two tight black coaches in I, the NBA right, at right, one point? Why can't they both have jobs? <laughs> it is very funny that in Nate McMillan's first game uh, coaching Trey Young, I need to get this. Uh, hold on, let me let me get this actual information. Uh, it was an extremely slow paced game for uh, a team that had Trey Young. Let's mm-hmm. just say, yeah, uh, it was. I think it was like a 92-88 win or something. Mm-hmm. Here's my question for you, Sean. Yeah. Is Trey Young the worst player ever to become a coach killer? Yes. Yes. This early, he's a coach killer? Mm-hmm. D- what, what was the problem that, that Lloyd Prince was like, hey, uh, Trey. Trey, mm-hmm. there there is a barbershop in this arena. <laughs> you don't You don't have to go out there like that, dude. Like... It's right here. <laughs> uh, also, isn't Trey Young gonna hate Nate McMillan more? Because doesn't don't players famously hate Nate McMillan? Isn't that the thing? Because he's like he tells them it's like what tough. to do. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think I think maybe uh, Trey Young didn't know what he was getting into, and I mean, look, they're they're two and zero with Nate McMillan, yeah. so congratulations to uh, but but. Travis Schlink is still clearly, clearly fucking up, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah. Uh, Did you see that it. hilarious fake trade ESPN had today or yesterday? Oh, yeah. So it was it was like John Collins and Cam Reddish for the Minnesota pick. And then just no, no you're, it's oh. John Collins, Kevin Herter, Cam Reddish and an Atlanta first. Oh, their first round pick yeah. to move up to get the Minnesota and pick. get Eric Paschal. Kent Bazemore. It was like ten Warriors. Oh, it was Kent like Bazemore it was like the Warriors' me. entire bench, right? <laughs> Which, by the way, is like the worst bench unit I've ever seen. Play yeah, like, like, would you? Are you really like? Oh, those guys would be out playing Solomon Hill. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they would. Um, all right, but uh, we got to get to the boys because that's sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, anyway, anyway, this 
fire Travis Schlank. Like you're you're not fooling anyone uh, by tricking these guys. Uh, yeah, so we just have one more thing we have to talk well, about. Well, there's before, one more. Right? There was. I don't think Trey Young is actually the worst player to become. Uh, I think the worst player ever to co- to be a coach killer is uh, former Warriors coach Keith Smart and uh, AC Law the fourth. <laughs> Oh, AC God damn. Because the reason he didn't end up coaching the Warriors is because he would bench Steph Curry to play AC Law. <laughs> yeah. Which that's... inadvertently killed him. Yeah. Um... I gotta say, there could have been an AC there will never be an AC Law the fifth in the yeah. NBA after that. He's... <laughs> the whole family's out. Um, but yeah, we gotta talk about Sean. Is there somebody in the NBA that you don't respect? Yeah, there there is, especially right now. Uh and I know I know they they really want me to respect them, but I don't. Is now <laughs> if they didn't have the if they didn't act a certain way, would you respect them at this current moment in time? Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, me too. Fundamentals yeah. of this team. I will <laughs> say it is it is mainly one player's personality. But two. the it's other two, important, I would say. it's two. It's two. It, one of them has like one of the worst personalities in NBA history. Is it the and young the other Sheldon one is, or the uh, other uh, one? Sheldon, the other yeah. one. The other one. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like I, I honestly think. Well, it's the Utah Jazz. Yeah, it's we're talking in code, but the Utah <laughs> uh, Jazz are having severe respect issues currently <laughs> within yeah. their organization, yeah. outside of their organization. Uh huh. Um. Now, now, granted, this is a team that uh, has lost almost no uh, games mm-hmm. to injury, mainly because uh, uh, one of their players preemptively gave the whole team COVID. Yeah, they're the so only they've had a team clean with herd health. immunity. They've got the best <laughs> record in the NBA, although they are only six and four in their last ten. Uh, they're fifteen and two at home right now, and they are they're leading. Uh, and I will say. And once again, I should say, in case I talked over you, we're talking about the Utah Jazz. We're talking about the Utah Jazz. And this is... Uh, the screen assist kings. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> uh, Quinn Snyder will be coaching this all-star team. I will say, uh, is this going to be the most coked up coach in like 30 plus years coaching an all-star game? Yeah. Who's the last Allegedly. Up allegedly. Coach? Who's the last coked up coach? I think probably Pat Riley. Yeah, I was. Gonna I mean, say I don't. Chuck I'm not. Daly. I don't know. Oh, you know, you think so? Well, yeah, I could see that. I mean, not look Phil. at that hair. You can't, you can't have that Chuck Daly mane and not be on cocaine in the <laughs> late eighties. Also, he's like in Detroit, and he's like, yeah, we're the bad boys. <laughs> yeah, you know, look, you know, <laughs> Bill Lambier. I think a lot of those guys. Why do you think Rodman is that way? They hooked him on it. He was like a normal guy. (laughs) He just wanted to. He just wanted to get out of his janitorial job. John Sally's entire thing is cocaine, basically. Look, that's probably why they call Hollywood. Is that what he used to have hallucinations about? So, like, okay, he's oh, he's friends with Chris Rose. Yeah, no, I was going to say John Cruck, dude. He's a host a show with John Crook. Uh-huh. And Pete Rose would be on yeah. sometimes. <laughs> they had Billy Pete Mitchell Rose, on Pete the Rose set. Pete Rose was all greenies. I'm sorry. Dude. It wasn't <laughs> just steroids and greenies for Pete. 
the best damn sports show one time had Billy Mitchell on the set for an entire episode. And look, he's clean and sober calm. now, but you don't think Tom Arnold still knows yeah, how to yeah. get cocaine? <laughs> um, also, Tom, Tom Arnold, the most coked up seeming guy who was like 25 years sober. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, anyway, uh, what did the Jazz do? <laughs> how did we get there? We gotta go. Okay. They, uh, they choked. I'm gonna say they choked away a game to the Philadelphia 76ers. Mm-hmm. Like, and then they're... blame the referees. Yeah, there was. I watched the end of this game, and uh, is it the I game where guess... Don, Donovan Mitchell? What do you think he shot in that? <laughs> I, I know what he shot for his last ten attempts in. Yeah, before... zero. Yeah, zero for uh, ten. It was over his last ten. Yeah, I think he also uh, missed three free throws. Yeah, I, I think that's right. I mean, look, I watched the game. It's they they there was one call that was kind of close, and there was one call they got mad at because they didn't understand what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh. There was kind of a controversial charge call. And then there was a play where uh, Royce O'Neal saved a loose ball and they called it out of bounds. And then they reviewed it and they found out that he didn't step out of bounds. But the ball did hit a ref who was standing out of bounds before Royce O'Neal got it. And the Jazz absolutely lost their minds about it. Now, Uh, what I want to say real quick here before uh, we make fun of the Jazz uh is, look, we're going to make fun of the Jazz but I would like to tell you that here's who I'm exempting from my making, from my my fun. All right? These just know when I talk about the Jazz, I'm not talking about these players because they are cool and I love them. Boyan Bogdanovich. Yeah, he, he rules. Joe Ingles. Also, also cool. Blinded John Shire. Royce, featured, featured in a recent yeah. song, actually. Royce O'Neal. Uh, and all right. Mike Conley. Eh. Uh, <laughs> he's already jazz poisoned. Mie Oni. I don't know who that George's is. George's Nyang. Mm, I'm not exempting him. <laughs> uh, Jordan Clarkson. Love Jordan yeah, he, Clarkson. He rules. He rules. Yeah. Um, uh, sorry. Uh, Udaka, Udaka so- Azubuike. Uh, Elijah Hughes. I have, I have no beef with those two guys. Derek Favors. Uh, I mean, no, I'm not uh, exempting Derek. Favors. Yeah, but I'm. I am though. He's the ja- He's one of the jazziest jazzes that ever jazzed. Jawan Morgan, Jarrell yeah. Brantley, and Trent Forrest. Oh, also Quinn Snyder. Are we exempting Quinn Snyder? It's his team. <laughs> I am. Oh well. Okay. <laughs> so yes, so I, when I talk about the Utah Jazz, those are the people exempt. They're, so are, we're talking about Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. And Dennis Lindsay, yeah. <laughs> probably probably a big racist. Because, I mean, look, people at the Utah Jazz games were using the N-word, like, a year ago. Uh-huh. They were really mad at Donovan <laughs> Mitchell because of Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, let's get to their quotes so we can so, get to this. Okay, so here's what happened in overtime of this game. So after yeah. Donovan Mitchell missed shot after shot, he got very mad that the Jazz got a couple offensive rebounds and were not able to convert at the end. And they, they thought they got fouled because you know how much refs like to call a uh, little tiny touch fouls mm-hmm. at the end of crucial games. Uh, and then he got embarrassed because Joel Embiid uh, hit a super ballsy three uh, with like seven seconds to go to tie the game. It was a crazy and three. Then, <laughs> and then his teammate uh, Mike Conley Jr. Again, missed a shot at the buzzer, I said I've said this before. 
uh, Mike Conley at the end of the game shoots game winners like making it was going to send him to the All Star team. <laughs> uh, so here's so Donovan Mitchell got two technicals in overtime. One of them he um, hey Sean, before you get to it, I think uh, did you see that they figured out who was uh, yelling the N word at uh. Russell Westbrook in that jazz game a few years ago. <laughs> oh, I didn't know. Turns that. out it was Jay Johnston for Mr. Oh my <laughs> god. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, I, I get it, I guess. Uh, anyway. um, so, um, Donovan Mitchell got a technical um, over a sort of not that controversial call. I guess it was yelling about a call that was earlier, maybe? Also, I don't Sean, re- it came out that they found those notes from uh, that meeting with Elijah Millsap. Uh-huh. And Dennis Lindsay isn't the one who said the racist thing. It was Jay Johnston from Mr. Johnston Show. From Mr. Show? Yeah, he was in the meeting. Wow, I can't believe that a cast member from the Sarah Silverman show said something <laughs> racist. It's crazy. Uh, anyway, keep going. Sorry. Uh, Sorry, I'm just they, obsessed with the Jay Johnston thing. <laughs> you think it's actually a picture of Jay Johnston? There's no people chance. People are saying, dude. I know, but, like, the least reliable people we know are saying that. No, I mean, there was some some more reliable stuff has come out since we talked about it five hours ago. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, keep going. The first, the first, uh, I just searched for Jay Johnson on Twitter, and the first tweet was about how handsome John Ennis becomes Uh every, every passing Uh year. Uh, anyway, let's get to so Donovan Mitchell yeah. and Donovan Mike Mitchell Conley in overtime. He yeah. gets a bad technical. Uh, then he goes and gets another bad technical. Gets ejected. This is a close game. He hands them two free throws, yeah, this is and then he's Draymond Green behavior. And then he smashed a water cooler on his way off the court in Philadelphia. Here's Which, his quote. By the way, is tight. That's the only thing I approve of in this entire thing is smashing a water cooler. Yeah, but then he immediately apologized yeah, uh-huh. to, like, an official. So it was like, all right, Sh- young Sheldon had a tantrum. Yeah. <laughs> now he's grounded. Uh, so here's the quote from Donovan Mitchell. He said, now I'm never one to blame a ref, to blame an official. I can say I could have done more. Already, already, yeah. come on. I'm never on. one to do that. I'm, oh, I'm, Donovan Mitchell's yeah. never one to complain. I, de- I did Except not wear a fucking I, sweatshirt with yeah. the definition of rookie on it to try and win an award. This is getting out of hand. There have been games like this that we've won. There have been games like this that we lost. But this whole refereeing stuff, we're nice. We don't complain. Like, we don't get frustrated. You just did all of those things. <laughs> we fight through things. And the, and the fact that we continually get screwed in a way by this, you know? Mm-hmm. We won this game, in my personal opinion. Well, he was incorrect about that. <laughs> you know? But like I said, I'm going to give them credit. They won. Whatever. Cool. But it's been a consistent thing. And the question is, can we do it? Can we sustain it? Are we for real number one? And yeah, the hell we are. And it's getting effing ridiculous that this is what is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like, so then uh, Rudy Gobert. Uh, well, America's- I, I'm going to say we've said some things about Cass, about possibly what kind of teammate he is about uh, what kind of person he is. But once again, Rudy Gobert is... uh, That was a dumb shit quote, and it's lame. And luckily, Rudy Gobert is doing the dirty work for Donovan Mitchell once again by giving an even lamer, worse statement. It's so stupid. He jumps on Zoom to defend his teammate. Uh Uh-huh. 
And not not previously he's defended himself for spreading the coronavirus and getting the season shut down and his mother in France for crying because all star voters were too mean to him. Uh, our guys are not able to get calls. Everybody else in the fucking league gets. Uh, Sean, oh, sorry. I have to I do this in a French accent. You're right. You're right. Our guys are not able to get calls. Everyone else in the fucking league gets. We know we are the Utah Jazz, and maybe some people don't want to see us go as far as we can go, but it is disappointing. Three times in a row, twa, twa times in a row, Mike Conley is going to the rim, and they're grabbing him right in front of the officials, and there's no calls. And on the other end, there are calls that are invisible that are being made. <laughs> I think it's disrespectful, to be honest, to the game of the basketball and to our team. And hopefully, they're going to watch the game when they get home. Hopefully, they feel ashamed when they watch the game. That's you know a Trump quote, you, okay, by the way. Here's the thing. Uh-huh. When I read it, I was embarrassed. But now that I hear it in a French accent, I kind of like it. I'm yeah, like, like, yeah, this is like, this is like somebody at Con getting mad at them, like booing Southland tales yeah, or whatever. Whatever, Richard Kelly is a genius. He is misunderstood. It happened to Jerry Lewis. The brown, it to, uh, the, the brown bunny. The brown bunny. Richard Gallo is a genius. How dare they not understand that a 15-minute blowjob is art. It is art. Uh, how do they not know that Gerard Depardieu has the ideal male body, even today? But, but saying that someone's going to feel ashamed when they watch the game at home, that is like a Trump thing. Okay, and so, so finally he gets to the meat. Mm-hmm. Which is we've talked about SME small market energy. We have, yeah, uh, uh, coined by uh, uh, our friend Sean Hyken, I believe. I think John Wilms made was it. Up. Oh, it was John Wilms. It's one of those two. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it was John Wilms. <laughs> uh, so here's what he said: Jad's dad's my dad Milo. The yeah, please, please order that from Mouse House Books. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only. Uh, the only public uh, company where the dog is a scene. Yeah. Shout out to Mobley. Um, okay, <laughs> Mosley. Sorry, jeez. Okay. Uh, and then he adds this quote. I don't want to say that, but I really believe it. After playing in this league for eight years, it is a little harder to be in a petite market. And that is one of the things we've got to overcome. That's why I told the guys, when you're a small market, you've got to be better than just better. You've got to be elite and you've got to control what you can control. But it is very disappointing to be disrespected like that. It is not just one play. That's like a Toulouse-Lautrec uh, quote from Moulin Rouge. It's so crazy. <laughs> but also, like, this is like, it is some bizarre stuff to think that, like, the, the, just this weird idea that, like, oh, small markets are so screwed. It's like, well, who was in, who was in, like, who, who were the best teams last year? You had the, you had the Lakers and the Clippers. Mm-hmm. After, after the Lakers were bad for, what, six years in a row? I mean, the, I will say, look, I don't want to defend these people because they're the scum of the earth. <laughs> but the referees are a little out of control this year. Yeah, let's actually talk about that a little bit. Because, look, we've said our piece about Gobert. So, uh, he is he is the worst. Can I By read the way, you four ejections that have happened this year? Please, please. Okay, so Draymond Green... Uh, got ejected for yelling at James Wiseman. That is correct. Uh, which I will say, I said it at the time, and I'll say it now. Uh, 
I agree with this. I didn't know you could get kicked out of an NBA game for child abuse, but uh, it's a good rule. This should it's, a good, it's a good trend, honestly. Um, Devin Booker got a mysterious ejection versus the Lakers. It was very strange. Still, no one kind of knows what happened. I think he maybe called the ref a bitch, but nothing ejectable happened on like any camera at an NBA yeah. game. Very suspicious. JJ Redick got ejected for uh, throwing a bounce pass. Oh, two that's weeks right. Ago. Yeah. Didn't he bounce it to the ref? Yes, but it had but like English it, like, on it, so it like hit the ref in the shin. Um, that's like, <laughs> but it was a bounce pass. Yeah, it was just like a bad pass. Uh, you like pass it? Like, are you? Uh, Montrez Harrell got a technical for yelling "and one" against the Kings earlier. Yeah. So. Now I think I think two of these are from the same ref too. Uh-huh. We you can look that up yourself. I'm not. I don't want to make any implications. However. I got to say, Joey, there was justice today at the All-Star Draft, because who were the last two picks? Uh, uh, Zach Zarba and um, Scott Foster? No, at the at the All-Star Draft? Oh, why, what? they didn't, they picked the refs, right, at the end? No, of course, <laughs> it's Gobert and Mitchell, dude. Gobert and Mitchell. And LeBron, and LeBron had an insane so fake funny. quote about it. So funny. Look, LeBron would have had a bad day today because we would have been making fun of Space Jam again if he hadn't yeah. done that. But and we're gonna we're gonna hold off. Look, we're we'll be making fun. Look, of Space I've Jam tweeted too. about Space Jam maybe fifteen <laughs> times today. They called Casablanca a franchise, Sean. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was hilarious. Do you want to read LeBron's quote? Do you have it? Uh, no, I don't have it. Nope. Sorry. Well, never mind. Look it up if you like it. Uh, we need to talk to the fake money boys. Yeah, let's talk to them. The Bitcoin, the Bitcoin, uh, bros. The Doge dudes. The crypto creeps. <laughs> um, we had a conversation last weekend about NBA Top Shot and Spencer Dinwiddie. With two of the funniest people we know. They have a podcast. It's called Fake Money. It's about cryptocurrency. Uh, here's Sean and I talking to Alan Strickland-Williams and James Fritz. Seriously, hilarious comedians. Uh, look them up, baby. Subscribe to Fake Money. All right. So as most of you know, we like to have our friends on every once in a while, especially when it comes to current events. And luckily, there's <laughs> something going on. <laughs> Uh, in the NBA, uh, blogosphere? (laughs) Uh, Podcastosphere. Podcastosphere that our friends could help us out with. Our friends, two of the funniest comedians we know, Alan Strickland-Williams and James Fritz, have a podcast all about cryptocurrency. It's called fake money and the first episode is titled titled dollar sign dollar sign dollar sign fake money number one dollar sign dollar sign dollar sign <laughs> bitcoin buddies dollar sign dollar sign dollar sign <laughs> so please welcome uh the the crypto boys themselves <laughs> alan strickland williams and james fritz alan let's start with you so they know what your voice sounds like how you doing hey i'm good i'm happy to be here happy to have happy to be round ball rocking with you guys yeah we actually tried to have you on to talk about the orlando bubble because uh 
You're That's from right. Florida, but then that episode fell through for some reason. And our next guest is the only person we've ever had on who is both a socialist and also likes John Calipari. James Fritz, Whoa. say hello. Whoa, that is... That's a stretch, okay? Well, you I'm are a Kentucky a, man. I'm a Patino man. I'm old school. He well, never you... went to Louisville. He never fucked that girl in that restaurant. <laughs> Jamal Mashburn is still flying high. Jamal Mashburn is maybe my favorite college ba- Well, yeah, he's, he's one of my favorite college basketball players. Oh, God, he was so fun. It's just the, it's so good. Yeah. Uh, Tony Braxton did him dirty. Oh, he wasn't no. even involved in that. all right so the reason we have you guys on is everyone everyone is talking about something called nba top shot and i do not understand it but you guys are crypto creeps Can we get? Can we start with some other NBA fake money to, to sure. lead us in? You know what, Sean? Okay. Why don't you? You did all the research for this, so why don't you run us through some? Yeah, I'm now some I'm fake now money bullshit. I, <laughs> You're the money bunny of the show. Yeah, I spent a couple. I spent a couple hours. Uh, I don't. I feel like I understand mechanically what's happening, but not like logically what's happening or morally what's happening uh, <laughs> so so okay so the first real uh nba nda uh crypto boy uh you should have him on the podcast he has some free time is spencer dinwiddie mm-hmm. um who is a pretty cool basketball player but seems like um more embarrassing as an nba man is that correct joey i would say that was correct we had him three okay so someone asked us at one point to figure out who the nba's young sheldon was and spencer dinwiddie was our third choice he's yeah. the third <laughs> most young sheldon nba player uh he created some bitcoin app right called galaxy about there were creators sell tokens or something. I don't understand yeah. any so, of this. <laughs> so he got, he's, uh, it took him a little while to find his place in the NBA, but he, uh, two years ago signed a contract for $34 million with the Brooklyn Nets, the, the Alibaba Nets, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> uh, who, uh, and a franchise that coincidentally was, everybody kind of signs bounce- there. Cause they love that Alibaba money. Uh-huh. And and the funny thing is that they essentially are, whereas a lot of the NBA teams and owners are uh, like kind of like tax and money laundering schemes, the Brooklyn Nets are like founded on money laundering. Mm-hmm. Like it's just <laughs> it's just a guy in Russia trying not to get killed uh, and shifting it's his behind, assets. The Pine Barons episode. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, that they uh, use, yep. the, the the nets they're referring to. They're actually literal nets that they used to literally launder money mm-hmm. with. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. This this guy was uh, also Mikhail Prokhorov, also a sex trafficker. Mm-hmm. So that's that's also sex fun. trafficker and Russian oligarch who then sold the team to a man named Joe Sai, who owns the Chinese Amazon Alibaba. Who did you sorry? Did you say sell the team or sell the teen? Team, but there are team, okay. yeah, yeah, team. I yeah. mean, we'll be honest. Yeah, and his John. Hello. Oh, you're fine. 
I can hear you. Sean, your call dropped, I think. Oh. Nope, oh, Sean just left. He left. They got him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. They work fast. I mean, that's that's Dang. the efficient that's the efficiency of crypto right there. <laughs> Sorry, uh, guys, my power went out for two seconds. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I did. It. Uh-huh. Yeah, I got it. Also, um, I want to say I've changed my stance on crypto and the owners of the Brooklyn Nets. They are great. They add a lot to society. <laughs> that was a really good idea. All right, I was going to uh, mark and, that as and a... when I say money laundering, I mean it'll cleanse your soul. This money. <laughs> I was going to mark that as a cut, but Sean, that's such a funny joke. I'm leaving it in. All right, <laughs> we love that. Okay, so. Um, so uh, he he signed his contract. It was thirty four million dollars, and he tried to get the NBA to let him tokenize his contract, which mm-hmm. in the NBA normally means uh, adding one minority assistant coach. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and from an article about this, this said uh, Kevin Arnowitz at ESPN Writer wrote, Dinwiddie decided that in addition to being an NBA combo guard, he also would fulfill a new dream. Of being a debt security. <laughs> yeah, every, every young boy's dream. Yeah. So um, I don't know if he's still calling it that. Like his his regular coin is just like it's SD something. Um, but S- he called it SM, a pre- S my S my D maybe <laughs> S my D coin. Um, and basically, what he did, he called it a professional athlete investment token, which means for short, that's pain tea. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if that's paint or paint. I'm not sure which one. He yeah, you know, I'm just thinking paint because the N is lowercase, but actually he's probably saying paint. Yeah. I, you, I, you go hard I, in the paint. You go hard in the I, paint. Sometimes I don't read great. Um, <laughs> so he basically separated 40% of his contract into 90 shares. So the, uh, uh-huh. the minimum investment was 150K. So he was basically offer, uh, trying to sell... 13 and a half million of his contract. Um, there was no guaranteed return. He thought it would be 2%, but you would get your piece of the 40% of his earnings that was going to investors. And the hook was uh, he can opt out of the third year. So if he signs a new deal for 21, 22, theoretically, you know, if he signed like a $20 million deal instead of a $13 million deal, you would get like a 10% return on your investment, mm-hmm. something like that. Uh, so I'm not sure this is correct, but I believe you're basically betting on Stencer Dinwiddie getting paid. Yes. And there yeah. was a similar thing that happened in the NFL briefly. Well, but before we get okay, to ahead, that, sorry. Yeah. um, uh-huh. We should say uh, Spencer Dinwiddie only sold nine shares of the ninety available. <laughs> yes, <he's seen laughs> at eight, pe- eight to people, eight people bought nine shares, and so uh, he okay. made a little over a million. And also, he's since torn his ACL. He's going to opt into that contract. Like, yeah, I okay, think, I think, okay. Right? Uh, but what uh, I want to ask the crypto, the crypto okay. creeps here. Um, <laughs> Don't like that. Okay, the Bitcoin boys with a Z. <laughs> I don't even understand. I'm so stupid about this. I don't even really understand what this means, what any of this is. Like, can you guys explain what creating a token even is? 
Alan, take it away. <laughs> well, so the token is like the unit of value. Sure. Um, and what the what these are and what Top Shots is and like what Dunwoody did what he did. Then what he done? Then <laughs> <laughs> what he done did? What did what he done did was he created what's called a non fungible token, um, and that's what that basically means. So Bitcoin is not a non fungible token because Bitcoin can be chopped up um, in the same way that a dollar can and be made into smaller values, and the smaller values can be sent to and from and received, et cetera, et cetera. These things. It's like, okay, when you say you buy one share of the contract or you get, as we'll talk about with the Top Shots thing, one digital asset, that's it. That's the entire, you can't break it up. Mm -hmm. That That's that. So basically what they're doing is they're just determining that, okay, this amount of my contract is going to be a token. In theory, there could be 90. Maybe there's only going to be nine distributed over eight token holders. Yeah. But, um, you know, you're basically creating this sort of like pool of value and you're determining what each individual token would be for that value. So that's sort of just what he's doing. I mean, it's kind of the thing about all this stuff is understanding blockchain is really important. Uh huh. It's Which, not. Will you quote Mark, Ch Mark Cuban on blockchain real quick? <laughs> yeah. But so Mark Cuban said if you don't understand blockchain it's going to knock you down and make you bleed uh-huh well i'm telling and you right now i'm bleeding in the street because <laughs> i have been explained what blockchain was 15 I'm, times in my life and i still don't understand why I or what like it is you, you, you know, weirdly i'm bleeding in the street but that's because chris Dubs porzingis punched me <laughs> Boy, person. you have to be on the like perfect amount of edibles for it to click. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, I will say, Mark, um, always fun on Shark Tank. Mm -hmm. He's the he he's the guy who no matter no matter if they get a deal or not, at the end of it, Mark always goes, good luck with your business every time, no matter what. So I think I think he's a good guy. Um, no, he's, he's a bad guy. So we I, can tell you he's a bad guy, just, actually. Here's the thing I'm here's the thing I'm I'm sort of unclear on. As an investor, um, is it just are you just betting on that third year of the contract? Like what is your return? Right. Well, say, he, say he just makes the same amount of money and it's 2022 and you still own your chunk of uh Dinwiddie Dunn coin. Yeah. <laughs> I also, think is now a good time to buy now that he's Fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> so I think what you're doing there, I think what also he was saying too with it, because it was called Galaxy, like the thing he's making, mm -hmm. um, the coin, it sounds like what was also was on the table for these things was like time spent with the athlete. Like you could oh. like have dinner with them or you could like talk to them about basketball or whatever. Um, so it's almost like you know, I and and it's the type of thing where it's like, yeah, you're not guaranteed your investment back from what it sounds like, right? From the terms of that contract. No, like I, it, I don't. Th I don't think there I is have a guarantee. No idea. He sort of suggested <laughs> he suggested the return on investment would be two and a half percent, but I don't know what that's yeah. based on. So you know, get the cash in the short term. Yeah, you get right. to watch him eat dinner. Yeah. 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 Okay. So. So, I mean, it, it is hard because it's also like, where do you really get into with it? But basically, all that blockchain is really doing 
is instituting a way to self-verify um, itself in addition to being a unit of value. Yeah, but how? Well, the how of that is, say I want to send you Bitcoin, right? Mm -hmm. I have on my machine my Bitcoin. I have um, the amount and attached in that amount itself is this system that will verify it against um, the rest of the system when it goes to you. So I send you X amount of Bitcoin, it goes to your machine. Then what happens is, um, are the, like what they refer to each like machine or whatever in the network as a node. Um, when you send the block, it's literally you're sending a block of data, you're mm -hmm. sending a transaction. That transaction will be verified by the everything else on the network. The, the whole rest of the network works to verify it. Once it's verified, that transaction that we're trying to make is added to the block itself. Mm -hmm. And then. Uh, so it's on. like that I went to the market game. Kind of. Yeah, but you don't have to actually go to the market. No, but you know what I mean? Like, uh, no, like when you're a child and you go like, I went to the market and I bought a potato. Yes, and then yes, the next person is like, yes. I went to the market and I bought a potato and a handgun. And, and, the, and, <laughs> and then the it goes around and everybody has to keep saying Yes. Okay. That, that, that's actually a great analogy that I haven't seen come up. There's like tons of analogies where people are like, what if you had to shake hands with everyone in the world? And it's like, well, I just wouldn't do that. But like, <laughs> but that is a very good, um, good thing to bring up because that's how it stays secure by once something is verified, that verification that just occurred is immediately broadcast to every machine in the network so that every, so that there's this sort of reinforcement of, okay, this transaction's all right. It's not fraud. It's not a scammer. It's not a hacker. Um, let's put that on the record and let's, yeah, run through the whole list again and say it out loud so that every other machine knows so mm -hmm. that you can't go back. And because the basically like the easiest way to look at it is the reason why all this stuff exists is because they want to decentralize things. They don't want banks to be in charge of your money. The way it's just not enough. It's in theory, it's not as efficient to have the system of value, which would be like the dollar itself. And the system of storing and transferring that value being separate. Okay. okay. Now, and basically, that uses the same amount of power as like a small country. driving a tank for an hour. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. But you don't have to go to the bank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all hate the bank, so, right? Take the tank to the bank. I, so, <laughs> I'm just working out catch <laughs> Um, so okay. Wait, uh, no. There's one other thing ahead, I want to ask Go while on, Alan's please, explaining, please. and we can still and and honestly, like it helps me to explain it. So <laughs> I think it's even. Yeah. What what what? Next question. So Shoot. why? Yeah, <laughs> Alan's the stern on the show. I'm I'm all of the whack pack. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> You're. I mean, I've always said that James Fritz is a Jackie the Joke Man Martling in the making. Um, <laughs> <laughs> donuts and hot dogs. Donuts and hot dogs. <laughs> How about Bitcoin? <laughs> um, yeah, but I do. <laughs> uh, so, okay, what? All right, so now that I sort of understand what the blockchain is, can you explain to me 
Bitcoin mining? Like, why? So, where are these Bitcoins buried in math problems? And the, why? <laughs> the reason why... Keep the jocks out. Well, there, there's, mul- there's multiple reasons why. One is the mining is the process that allows the verification to take place. So to assure that there's enough security in the network, you do the mining because that gives an incentive to the person that's running that mining operation, uh, that mining baron, the, uh, the, Wait, um, do they call themselves that? No, but they will. I mean, we were, (laughs) you know, we were, James was showing me shit about how like in coal country, they're just like, they're just like trying to retrofit everything to get ready to just start Bitcoin mining. Kentucky is becoming like a, trying to become like a huge mining ironically a bitcoin mine the sacramento kings arena bitcoin mines when it's not have having basketball running games. Really? robots yeah. that yeah. clean it wow. yeah wow are people are people worried about getting like digital lung disease <laughs> I, have, so I, I have love bitcoin lung. Of, i want to i okay james you need to start writing a reboot of justified to avoid Crowder's just Bitcoin mining all the time, just like Raylan Gibbons. Have you seen Dogecoin this day? <laughs> we mine coin together. <laughs> uh, James, you should also write Mate One, but with com- the say. computers that are mining finally ask for raises or well, whatever that movie's about. Probably get, <laughs> computers will probably get unionized before Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I, okay. I forget the question. Oh, oh, why? Oh. Why do they do the mining? We're kind of yeah. going backwards, Joey. But but yeah, get get this. This is just a question Joey's had for a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the mining it, it gives you an incentive to run the Bitcoin network on your machine, mm-hmm. um, because as you mine and as you verify these problems, uh, which is they call it a proof of work system. So there's also a proof of stake thing, which I'm trying to learn more about too. But this is proof of work, so that's why. That's why they need the CPU power because these are incredibly uh, sophisticated logic, um, cryptographic math puzzles. Um, by mining, by running that software and that those um, that CPU power on your computer, you are not you're you're laying the foundation for the network itself for these transactions to keep taking place for. You're using what some of the data from the last block for the next block. So you're constantly like as you as you as the machines verify all this stuff, they're taking little bits of data from one and using it as the foundation for the next. That's so the blocks are chained. And they also, as they do all this and as they mine, quote unquote, which is they learn what it's like to be human. Yeah. They, <laughs> They there it, it also affects the actual like inflation rate of Bitcoin. So Bitcoin has these things built into it called ha- having events, where once a certain amount of Bitcoin are released into the world, as in they are uncovered, they have entered the marketplace, they are being exchanged. Mm-hmm. Um, that will actually make the value knock down um, of the rewards that the miners are getting. And the reason that that occurs is, and it was made to specifically mimic the inflation rate of gold. Mm-hmm. And then, but um, really, what it's doing is it's uh, rapidly uh, destroying the ozone layer. 
Um. That's what they say. That's what they say. But that's what they said. You know what? What I, what I keep saying no is no more than James Dolan on any given week. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like they keep. I, I keep seeing things where it's like people will be like, "Well, like as as plant based uh, meat becomes more of a thing, or whatever you want to call it, people are like, well, you know, it's just as unhealthy as regular meat.' Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, but an animal's not dying. <laughs> So I don't know. I mean, yeah, there. I, I think there's going to be. I think the um, green shit. I, I I really hope what happens is the Green New Deal and the fucking tech people like line up, and there's like a solar coin that we get out of all this or some shit. But you know, more more than likely, it's going to completely destroy the entire world. Great. Yeah, great, or great, like great. the government will like declare that you can only invest in oil coin. <laughs> and it's slippery it's hard to find it's hard to hold on to um okay yeah that uh so yeah and you can have any kind of you can make any kind of coin theoretically yeah yeah mm-hmm. I mean, for sure i mean there's like james keeps showing me an an a one that's called assy <laughs> I want an assy coin so bad. <laughs> I can, I'm trying to find it. I can't find the assy. I don't know. I'm trying to figure out what it is, but um, it might not be a coin. It might be some sort of like software platform. But yeah, it, it's really weird. I mean, as well, I guess that's a good segue into it's like Dogecoin is like just a completely meaningless, made up com- joke. Com- right. That's completely. literally a joke. Like those yeah. guys made that as a joke. And then it's going to bankrupt Frankie Muniz. And then just (laughs) ultimately what's going to happen. And then just like everything else that is only sort of a funny joke, Elon Musk stole it and decided it was the funniest thing on earth. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That might be the hardest part of dipping into this world for me. Oh, uh, you have to suck Elon uh, Musk's dick at all times in people's mansions. Uh, you know, some of those muskrats have already gotten mad at you on Twitter. That's what they call themselves, right? <laughs> what is? Didn't muskrat? one of them call you like a hyper capitalist or something? <laughs> oh yeah, someone called me an Alan's. Yeah, something like I don't know. <laughs> They're so mad. I'm like the whole premise of the show is we're idiots. Like, <laughs> Uh-huh. On, like fucking Jim Kramer. Like we but, we're, but, but we're getting to the bottom of what they meant with that tweet, and soon we're gonna have a really good response. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's our, okay. Alan, we got our new that's our uh, bonus content. <laughs> yeah. <Our commentators. laughs> um all right. Sean, do you want to talk about Russell Okong very quickly? Yeah, let's talk about let's talk about our our crypto hero, NFL crypto hero, uh, Russell Okong. Um, now, contrary to rumors, he is not actually being paid in Bitcoin by the teams. He is just uh, for the last two years, he has just been immediately converting half of his salary from uh, U.S. dollars, uh, the dead currency, and for- he converts <laughs> half of that to Bitcoin. So, in theory, he has. Wait, how um, long has he been doing this? Uh, the last two seasons. We so should explain has, who he, Russell Okong I mean, is to our listeners. He's a, he's an offensive tackle. Uh, he played for the San Diego Chargers in 2019, former Seattle Seahawk from the home of uh, Microsoft. Uh, and then he was on the Carolina Panthers last year. He's pretty good. He yeah. was like the fourth pick in the draft. 
10 years ago or something. And now he's so, the richest man in the NFL. Yeah, so he converted. So he would have been getting um, essentially. So his, I don't know, let's just say his game checks are three quarters of a million dollars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, right? Like he's get makes 13 million a year. It's all NFL contracts are also fake money. Obviously, yeah, make money available on podcatchers everywhere. iTunes, Spotify. Please leave a five star review. Um, yeah, uh, but NFL, every every NFL contract just like hope nothing happens to you playing this yeah. game. <laughs> and he's like, he's sort of like a guy who I think has blown out his knee once and is just like like well I'm just not gonna walk after thirty five but let's keep cashing those checks I'm not missing the game day. Um, so he's basically getting. Yeah, I think his game checks are probably something like uh, three quarters of a million. So let's let's just say every game day he's putting a quarter of a million dollars <laughs> into Bitcoin starting in September of 2019. Yeah, I mean, amazing. <laughs> he's made a lot of money. <laughs> now, he could conceivably get cte and forget the password to his bitcoin wallet which means that money would just disappear yeah Yeah. right um but he said uh what he said was he he labeled the uh fiat economy manipulated and corrupt and he saw his investments in bitcoin as the first step of opting out of this way of life that's and that's Uh, kind of a big part uh, that's a big part of it (laughs) (laughs) It's like kind of a survivalist move, right? Yeah. And this is something that I was going to mention on um, our podcast, but this will just be a nice little crossover thing. Um, There, Homicide and uh, Law and Order did that two-part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There's a... I call Munch. Sorry. Did you say you're Munch? Yeah, he did say he's Munch, yeah. (laughs) There is a great little tidbit about. So first of all, what I didn't realize was the guy that um, came up with Bitcoin or the pseudonym for the person or persons uh, is uh, Satoshi Nakamoto. And Bitcoin was made in the wake of the 2008 global financial collapse. Mm -hmm. Um, And the thing that I. okay, so. Nakamoto created Bitcoin in late 2008, just as the financial crash took hold. In fact, signed to Bitcoin's Genesis block, the first Bitcoin block, is a reference to a message issued by the Newswire Reuters, the Times, 03, January 2009, Chancellor on Brink of Second Bailout for Banks. So somewhere in like the digital code of the very first block of data that started the whole Bitcoin system is this reference to the global financial collapse. So that that's a lot of it that it's like it's meant to be like, hey, this is the way we should have been doing money the whole time. So, yeah, it's it's like the Bible where it starts. The block starts with something like really like a really good idea. And then it's just a list of people buying drugs and trying to assassinate (laughs) their wives on uh, (laughs) on the Silk Road. Yeah, that was my question. Actually, I'm going to I'm going to ask this question now. Could you conceivably use. Basketball cards that were just like LeBron James doing layups and hire an assassin. Could you do that? <laughs> I mean, you know, look, you can you can do well, almost anything through the, through the nightmare we live in. Through the, through the power of the free market, 
anything is possible. Oh, oh, oh Jesus. <laughs> Thanks, Ben Shapiro. <laughs> hey, you you asked the question. That's an idea that came out of your head. <laughs> uh, by the way, I just wanted to add, Russell Okung went to George Bush High School. I just thought it doesn't really, not really related to anything, but that's where he went. I mean, he didn't have a choice. He didn't name it. Um, Okay, so so now to talk it, about the thing we really want to talk about, <laughs> Sean, tell us about NBA Top Shots. All right, great NBA Top Shots. So here's okay. These are essentially digital basketball cards. They're attached to a player highlight. So I think when you get, I still have not like seen what one of these looks like, it's like or maybe a YouTube you can't video, even right? visualize it. What's that? It's like a YouTube video, right? Yeah, it's like a YouTube video, but they've added, like, it's packaged as you also get, like, a 3D rendering of their head, and usually there's, like, a, maybe, like, a stat line on the back. Mm-hmm. I think they're very similar to, like, Are a they... digital basketball card, yeah. but in the way that, like, they... Harry Potter world would have trading cards, Are where, like, ads? LeBron James winks at you, too. <laughs> And these ads in the YouTube videos, I bet. I, oh, uh, that's an excellent question. I don't no, know. I, no, it would I don't involve think so. me having nine dollars yeah. uh, to, to even look yeah. at one. So these are these are in fact NFTs, Alan. You cannot you cannot sell half of right. uh, Anthony Randolph crying uh, <laughs> shot or right. like. Uh, Weirdly, a lot of the people in the NBA who would have been the victims of Top Shots seem like they'd be investors. Like Chris Dudley, mm-hmm. uh, I bet that Shaq dunking on him is very valuable. I and think I'm, I feel like I'm Chris gonna Dudley go, buy it. I'm gonna go broke trying to get the, our test running into the stands. <laughs> <in> the <top. laughs> um, so, Sorry, Meta World. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if they're necessarily. There's that much scarcity, but they have ordered serial numbers, which uh, for no reason makes the lower numbers more valuable. And also uh, certain numbers are more valuable. Like a guy, the guy who wants to sell LeBron a top shot of himself uh, doing a tribute to Kobe dunking. uh, The reason he spent so much on it, $50,000, is because it was it was the 23rd top shot of it. Right. And it matched his uniform number. Uh, and that, I guess, makes it worth a million dollars. But I believe, I believe, now you guys can probably correct me. Uh, the hook is that it is proven scarcity and uh, the, the blockchain uh, technology of it means that you can't get a fake. Right. Uh, that's And that's the whole point of blockchain and Bitcoin too. It, it, the whole point is so... You can't duplicate money and you can't um, you can't scam people. You can't fraud um, people of their money because it's a direct transaction. Um, there's also kind of one thing that I or at least what I understood about the Top Shot stuff when I read it was there's different tiers of the like, quote unquote, package that you can buy. And those cost different amounts. And based on which tier you buy. The things in there, they might have a run of like there's 1,000 versions of this clip, or there might be like 100,000 versions of this clip, or there might be 50 versions of this clip. And obviously, those things that that is where there is scarcity. Um, so yeah, that so that that seems kind of built into their system in the same way that 
you know, like the Bitcoin having is built in and the the mining shit is built into the uh, the Bitcoin Bitcoin blockchain system. Um, but yeah, I don't know if I even answered what you asked. No, 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 no. no. I, think, I, think that's right. I, I mean, I think I think they they do it. It's it is like uh, there's there's like you know the rated rookie or the diamond pack. Like you can right for some reason if you have like a diamond pack version of kind of a, the guy I saw a podcast favorite Devonte Graham mm-hmm. had some top shot that was selling for like ten thousand dollars, but because it was a like diamond edition it mm-hmm. was worth a lot uh and Devonte graham um, is like a sixth man he's like not even a very famous nba player we should mention. our friend our friend yeah but thanks my line at the bottom of the bat it says fuck you on it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, our friend sean hyken wrote a good explainer for bleacher report and somehow he has i can't even remember the player now but he has somebody's first they you know, he got a lot of uh, NBA insiders got these packs. Well, no, like, Hyken did very, hard. very clearly didn't do that. He just started buying them to understand what it was for the. Oh, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. So you can buy these regular <laughs> we, packs. Do, we need to protect Hyken's journalistic oh, okay. credibility. Because he's an <laughs> actual right, reporter. Right. NBA so anyway, big money Hyken is. Uh... <laughs> so you can you can buy basically the way they're sold is uh, you can buy packs. And the packs are nine dollars and have three highlights. Mm-hmm. But right now they get uh, just they're they're released in drops. There's right. not like a store. Yeah, like so twenty five thousand come out and get sold yeah. immediately. Yeah, like Nikes. It's like a combination of this is basically. So I my theory about why this is uh, popular in the NBA community now is it's actually combining two things that were already ingrained in yes NBA culture, which is uh shoe exclusive shoe drops <laughs> and the card system in nba 2k yes because they're yeah. all tiered too there you can get like a bronze lebron james that's like uh ranked 88 but if you get like a, a diamond opal lebron james he's a 99 <laughs> yeah um, even though it's the uh, yeah. same fucking player <laughs> yeah yeah so that is yeah, <laughs> that that exclusivity and that scarcity of both of those things are just like it's so funny to me because it's like, OK, hey, here's a framework for something that could be like a truly democratic, revolutionary way uh-huh. to think <laughs> about money and, and currency and value. And then it's like, OK, let's only give 20 people at first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's kind of like, oh, OK, so. So that that is kind of interesting where it's like, yeah, how, you know, is this is this a bubble that we're seeing or is this going to be will these types of things eventually be the same exact? Uh, will it be as, as like, you know, art like art has been one of the soundest investments you can make mm-hmm. um, for a long time. Like Marvel movies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> art. You know, art yeah. rhymes with fart. Art, <laughs> but yeah, I so that's a, but people are like, oh, but or could it just be a beanie baby type situation right. where these things are just everyone looks around and is like, oh, wait, this is fucking stupid, and the clips are on YouTube anyway, right? And that's what, sort of what I don't understand is like, yeah, that, I can that, just that, look up LeBron James dunking right now and get find that. I was like, wait, they own the rights to the video, okay, that's a cool investment. <laughs> 
But no. But, <laughs> but no, because yeah, they because you still have to show clips on highlight. You still have to like, yeah, you know, the so. NBA and ESPN own that clip. Yes. Right. <laughs> so right. you own a, a replica of a clip <laughs> with so, a logo on it. So but. you you own a dollar from ESPN America, basically, <laughs> is what you do. <laughs> I just don't get like if scarcity is so valuable and like there's only one me, why do I feel worthless? Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, hey, you're my, you are my non-fungible token, brother. <laughs> so I wanted to, I wanted to ask you guys, this is a good time to ask you this. Um, is, is there a market because art is the best investment, obviously um, as comedians, is there a market for you guys securitizing your bits? Oh, bit, Bitcoin. Bitcoin. Yeah. Bitcoin. Wow. Call it Bitcoin, dude. Skitcoin. <laughs> Skitcoin yeah. is what Aaron Sorkin would call it. Oh, no, he would. That's what the cheerleader does at halftime. <laughs> the football players try to fuck him or whatever. Right? I'm a woman. They're, they're, the, the implications for blockchain technology are endless. Um, so yeah, would oh, oh also my my follow up question to uh, securitizing uh, yeah Bitcoin <laughs> is uh, would blockchain technology keep Dane Cook from stealing your jokes? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Dane Coin, um, he's yeah. definitely into crypto, right? <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. I mean, there really is gonna we're you know obviously as we're seeing with the NBA thing, like, okay, people are going to get really creative with this shit. Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess you really could decide to be like, okay, 10 people can have my, uh, <laughs> my opener. Uh, my joke about the moon. Uh, <laughs> and, and it's got, yeah. it's got your stats on the back, a 3d animation yeah. of you doing the joke. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you open up the pack. Oh, I got a crowd work. <laughs> and, they're, and they're like, no, this is the this is the first time he tried out this joke. It's actually not very good yet, but it's very rare. <laughs> God, it's just my notes app on my phone from all the <laughs> all my old sets. Fuck. I'll sell you all my old voice clips for one Bitcoin. <laughs> well, and so that's I I saw like I think it was around the time the GameStop stuff was happening, but like Jake Flores or someone, one of the one of the New York comedy Twitter people was like, "Damn, I just remembered there was a show in Brooklyn with uh, at a bar with a Bitcoin ATM. This is like oh, yeah. five, <laughs> six years ago or something." And they're like, "Yeah, you can get paid with a drink ticket or five dollars in Bitcoins." Like, I got the drink <laughs> ticket. It's like. Oh. <laughs> Would have been like a $15,000 gig. Yes. Or a PBR and a shot of off-brand liquor. (laughs) Oh, boy. Um, Okay, so I wanted to to share um, a part of our friend Sean Huggins' article. I I just checked. He he got a rare, he got uh, a copy of one of Chris Boucher's very first Mm -hmm. uh, Top Shot highlights. So I think he's, I think that's a hold. He's got to have diamond hands. (laughs) I know Um, he sold a Jackson Hayes for $50. He told me that. (laughs) Jackson Hayes, someone Uh, who will probably be playing in China in two years. Um, I'm really hoping that like the next time I see 
like a picture of Sean's house, it is like a McMansion. Yeah. Like I want it to be an awesome, maybe even like a little bit gross house, but he's just like, look, I just, you know. Is there a my network? pack? My pack had Lonzo Ball throwing it behind the back pass, and now I'm <laughs> set for life. Yeah. Is there like a, a network where you can like buy and trade these? With yeah, other people? there is. Uh, there is a peer to peer network. They charge a five percent cut on these sales, okay. and they just had, um, I think, a round of funding. I don't think it was an IPO, uh, but essentially, their first round of funding values the company at two billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> And they're a, they're a bit they're a top shot broker. <laughs> that's it. They don't make the top shots, but they facilitate the trades. Well, that that's what they that's what they said back in the gold rush. You don't you don't go and find the gold. You you sell axes and uh, a bucket or whatever, whatever the fuck they made gold with. So a guy <laughs> bought a LeBron James highlight for two hundred and eight thousand dollars. Yeah. <laughs> we can't do a fifteen dollar minimum wage. What the fuck? Can I, can I read you? Uh, can I read you just a quick excerpt yeah. from this this excellent Bleacher Report piece that I'll, I'll recommend? Um, there's a guy talking. He says, "If we were dealing with normal cards, I'd say I love John Morant, and you'd say I love Zion Williamson, and we'd argue about who's going to have the better career." Says Luke Ducey, a freelance advertising producer and crypto trader who hosts another Top Shot podcast called The First Mint. Mm-hmm. Which mm. I mean, that is an amazing credit. That's great. Uh, yeah. But the next layer is we can say, "What do you think is better?" The Josh steal to end the game, or the Zion block where he sends it into the Raptors. You could argue on a different level of fandom about which one should be worth one. And then, see what the market thinks. Damn. And that is like uh, the worst way to think about being a sports fan, I think, mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but also, um, now we are doing a podcast about NBA Top Shot, but listening to an NBA Top Shot podcast just... <laughs> Seems like the the saddest thing you could do. Like it seems it seems like so horrible. Like if someone was like, "Yeah, I'm," uh, you know, episode seven of that NBA Top Shot podcast. It was it was a little it was a step up from the last one. At that point, I call like a love a person's loved one and order like a wellness check. (laughs) (laughs) I got uh, number fifty one fifty. (laughs) <laughs> uh, yeah. so I, w- I want to talk about one thing a little bit which uh this this is sort of it seems like the model actually comes from crypto kitties okay uh, crypto kitties what are crypto kitties? why do i not know what this is so they're they're part of a game they're they're again um basically a very uh, a commodity with false scarcity, they're from a game which I think is called Crypto Kitties. Um, okay. Okay. So here's the description from uh, Interesting Choice. Interesting the best, choice. the best, the best source I could find. Uh, the virtual cats are breedable and carry a unique number and a 256-bit distinct genome with DNA and different attributes, aka okay. attributes. Uh, that can be passed to offspring. I didn't say the catcher. That I'm reading the catcher. Yes, part. yes, yes. <laughs> Just wanted to make sure. Um, several traits can be passed down from the parents to the offspring. There are a total of twelve attributes for any cat, including pattern, mouth shape, fur, eye shape, base color, accent color, highlight color, eye color, and optional wild environment 
prestige and secret. Those yeah. are the wow. those are the ones that you can have. Um and then I think this may have led directly to it. Uh the first celebrity branded digital cat <laughs> was somehow associated with Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and they sold it and then somehow pulled the CryptoKitty auction because Steph Curry was not involved enough in the sale or the production. I mean, I think he was just auctioning it for charity. And then the company ended up facing a massive lawsuit for trade secret theft over the Steph Curry collectible crypto kitties. Damn. So they went to Steph and they were like, we don't think your heart. <laughs> it's so weird. They were like, they, they were like we, we, we could sell... Uh, it's it. It's DNA had never win a Finals MVP in it. So uh. <laughs> now this is now this is like um. So an individual Crypto Kitty uh, has been sold for as much as three hundred thousand dollars. Okay, but now the average one is worth sixty dollars. But people have spent. How much have they spent buying these? This versions? is literally and overall, overall forty million dollars worth of digital cat transactions it's it's crazy because you you don't even need to buy it you just have to go (laughs) just right into your computer yeah Yeah, you put a saucer of milk on your keyboard and then the crypto kitties appear (laughs) yeah i'm looking at one in the alley right now every time you say crypto kitties i'm just thinking of pet cemetery And yeah, and I guess you breed the cats the same way that you make bitcoins. Okay, yeah, yeah, that sounds like that. They're when they're referred to the genome, that's what you would refer to as the hash, which is the the digital um, hat. The hashing is the process where you determine like the long one of the lines that form the block of data that form the blocks that are the blockchain system. Can I add, can I tell you one more thing about, yeah. um, so it is, it is guaranteed. You can transfer them. You have guarantees of ownership. Uh, this is pretty cool. A crypto kitty does not have permanently assigned gender. While they can only engage in one breeding session at one time, each cat is able to act as either matron or sire. There is a cooldown time that indicates how soon the cat can breed again, which goes up with the number of breeds. Hmm. I mean, First, they came for Mr. Potato Head, and I said nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, to be fair, we do like cut real cats' balls off. So, right, it's actually this is this is actually more humane. Just feral crypto kitties now, outside your window. Now, do the do the crypto kitties when I turn my computer on? Are they like until next time, boils and ghouls? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But I would have I would have made a million dollars too if it wasn't for all you crypto kitties. <laughs> um. NBA Top Shots are also going to uh, incorporate another just great thing that happened in society. Pokemon Go. Oh, yes. Pokemon Go is now uh, because you're going to have to be able to be in a specific geographic area to get some of these. Wait, top shots. what? Pokemon oh, Go and that, weekend. And this is a thing that's already existed in China, um, where uh, the gamification of of technology and society has 
been used for exactly this purpose to like corral people to different parts of the city for you know ex- for to, to drive commerce there and but shit. what's the secret reason that they're making people do that for pokemon no for nba top shots like why it's another thing to sell well that's the thing that's the thing that's great about america is that <laughs> the everything just goes so crazy here because of the money and because we're allowed to do whatever we want so there is no secret reason. It's just happening because that's who we are deep in our hearts. That's, <laughs> that is the most upsetting thing anyone's ever said on this podcast. <laughs> and we had to do an entire episode about Kobe Bryant dying where we pretended he was a good person. <laughs> uh I gotta, I gotta say, I don't think this is that much faker than the actual stock market, though. No, absolutely, absolutely. Was, the only reason I'm into this at all is because I don't have a lot of money. You know that, but like, mm-hmm. you park it in a savings account, you get like four cents a year, uh-huh. which is actually um, it feels less than the money than the rate <laughs> of inflation. I don't. Or like to make money in the stock market, you have to have like a billion dollars to put in there because mm-hmm. like the most it goes up is like, oh, it went up a dollar today. And I'm like, oh, cool. I have two shares. I made two dollars in a month. <laughs> you know what I mean? But this is like, at least for now, but, but I still think it's pretty on the ground floor. I don't know. Us. I'm still in on AMC, baby. And I'm going to be yeah, buying same. 10 houses. <laughs> I got I got five. <laughs> Diamond hands. That's the yeah. thing. I'm like looking at. I mean, I'm checking my five stocks, Look. my five shares. I mean, every day, like, oh, these five shares make or break me. But look, what's really going to make all the AMC holders rich is the class action lawsuit. Robinhood is going to pay them. Yes, yes, got, got it on that. Got it on that. Are you in on? Are you in on that Robinhood class action? <laughs> That's the real. That's the that's some real Robin Hood shit right there. I mean, and if you ever worked Postmates, you realize class action must be the only way you make money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the tip. That's the tip. Um. All right. So I'm getting a crazy echo from one of you guys. Do you have your speakers oh. on? Is it me? It yeah. might be me. Hold on. Whoa. Whoa. Wow, right at the end there. That was uh, weird. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, I think that's our episode, right, Sean? Well, I, other- wanted, I wanted to ask okay. one. I did want to ask one question uh, to both of both of our guests. Um, if you could have any sports highlight oh. as a as a uh, as an NFT, and or one life highlight. As an NFT, it, you got a highlight of it. It's got your stats on the back. What would you What would you want? Oh man, um, I would want that that the best that that Sean Kemp dunk where mm-hmm. he starts at like the fucking free throw line and like it looks like his legs kind of break in half while he's up in the air. And who's he dunking over in that one? Uh, it's know, the pointing one. Lists. Yeah. Yeah, it's um who is it, Sean? I can't remember. Is it Alton Lister? Yeah, it's Alton Lister. Yeah. 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 That I mean that I, I watch that when I'm sad just to feel better. <laughs> <laughs> What's great is uh the Warriors essentially 
traded the pick that turned into Sean Kemp for Alton Lister. Yeah, I very, very Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess life highlight would be, hmm. One time I ate one of those burgers that like was free if you ate it all. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that. I'll buy that life hype for uh, I'll I'll buy that highlight for sixty five dollars, but you don't get to remember the memory anymore. Uh, let's see. But for my, I'll say for the sports one, I want, I want a clip of Steve Spurrier throwing his visor down. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that would be awesome. Um, and then life highlight. Um, I think maybe me installing and then using my bidet for the first time. <laughs> Cause that was, cause that was a, that that was a real highlight. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure the the most valuable one of those would be number two. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'd like to uh, change my highlight answer to Bobby Knight throwing the chair. <laughs> yeah, I I do think Ron Artest going into the stands is actually the correct answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. Sean, what about you? Oh, uh, sports highlight. I think I would want. Um, the collectible version of uh, Kevin Mitchell catching the ball with one hand. Okay. <laughs> but if it was a basketball highlight, um, there's, there's a, there's a, this used to be my computer background, uh, actually my desktop image. Uh, there's a play when Duke loses in uh, the 1999 NCAA final <laughs> and Trajan Langdon just like falls down on the ground, losing the ball at the end of the oh, game. God. And it's, it's really like, it's like a perfect moment because it's like all his talent disappears at once. <laughs> and Coach K is so sad. <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, oh, and then like um, life highlight. Uh, the one time my dad told me he loved him. No, that's not. <laughs> I have a loving dad. He says that a lot. Hold on. Let me just. Uh, and then for me, I think uh, sports highlight. I want Randy Johnson hitting that bird. Damn! Hell um, yeah, that was great. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> that was art. That was art. Yeah. Uh, and then life highlight. Uh, I would like one of the two times I quit the Bubba Gum Shrimp Company. <laughs> 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 Can I get the first time I accidentally saw boobs? I think that would be. <laughs> uh. Um. All right. That's. I think that's our episode. Uh, nice. Alan, what would you like to plug? Uh, you listen to Fake Money. Listen to the Male Gaze. That's another podcast. Um. <laughs> Totally Alan everywhere. Thanks for having us. This is really fun, guys. Uh, thank you for coming on. Anytime we have to talk about fake money, we'll be having you boys on. Uh, Fritz, what do you want to uh, uh, plug? Oh, I'd, I'd like to plug the podcast Alan plugged the first one. <laughs> oh, and I, I want to I plug James's album. Yeah, totally that's, uh, that's oh, what yeah. I was hoping. I was hoping that you both would uh, plug your stand-up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait, what? Stand up? 
James, oh, what's yeah. the name of your album and when? Where can they buy it? The album is called "It's Called Massacre for Pussies." COVID isn't real. I love that. Bye. It's called "Still Together." It came out a while ago, but uh, unfortunately, a lot of the topics mentioned are still relevant. <laughs> so, I don't know. I'm proud of that. That was a proud moment. Yeah, um, you should be. <laughs> yeah, and. Um, Fake money and follow me on Fritz is dead at, at Fritz is dead on everything. And yeah, thank you guys so much. It was really nice talking to you. Yeah, I miss y'all. I miss you guys too. Yeah. Uh, and then Sean, anything you would like to plug? Uh, still plug in my Friday night zoom comedy show, seven to eight every Friday night, except for the second Monday in March. I'll be doing the Monday show because of a scheduling conflict with another host where I switched with her. Um, <laughs> it's fun. We've had good lineups. You guys should. I, I hope we have Alan and James on sometime. I think I think you probably are on the docket ready to be booked, right? OK, but just we're, we're not a Wait. duo act. Yeah, yeah. No, no, nope, nope. Yeah. Both here at the same time. I'll will send you my uh, my blockchain address. We've had, three, we've had three wine box in the last two weeks, so that's yeah, yeah. You guys are gonna have to digitally sign your performances now. God, if we start selling like top shots of the stand, we'll make more than we're making in tips. I think like it's a guarantee. People just uh, like buying things with their phone. Uh, and then as for me, you can always follow me on uh, Twitter at Frankie Muniz, where on February 24th, <laughs> I tweeted, Dogecoin, once again, outperforming Bitcoin. I like it. Oh, no. <laughs> Just a reminder, I bought Dogecoin briefly and then four hours later saw Frankie Muniz was tweeting about it and immediately <laughs> sold it. <laughs> uh, Trust the process, Trust the process. and uh, shut it down. Let's all buy fake bullshit with computer bullshit I still don't understand. <laughs> oh, wait, Sean, did you write a song? I did. Uh, I haven't Yay. finished it yet at the time of the recording, so let's make this a surprise for Okay, great. Uh, bye! Bye! Twitter fight. Twitter fight. Where to find You put out a screen that sits over my heart It smells worse than Dwight Howard without the farts He got knocked down by Joel and Bede And melted butter came out when he started to bleed But something bugs me about his prospects It's weird his team is obsessed with respect He's mad and slurping down a snail He's going to Austin but he probably should be in jail Wake me up before you go there, because this jazzing is going nowhere. Wake me up before you go there. I don't want to miss him when he starts to cry. Wake me up before you go there, because he's straining the nation's health care. Wake me up before you go there. Yell at the refs tonight. I really hate that guy. Yeah. When he doesn't get calls, he just moans Makes me hate jazz like Lala Land and Emma Stone He gives a boner to David Thorpe Because the wind shares PR and now Justin Thorpe The Utah's in first place, but no one's hurt Wearing passive-aggressive sweatshirts Rudy's mother is gonna weep The 
they played LeBron They're gonna lose in a sweep Wake me up before you go bare He's like a slightly taller Austin Crochet Wake me up before you go bare Quit Snyder's sweating like he's fucking high Wake me up before you go bare This guy's a baby and he needs a notepad Wake me up before you go bare Losing his temper tonight I really hate that guy Yeah, yeah, yeah Come on, Rudy, you've gone too far. Now Mike Conley will never be an all-star. Stick your arms up and guard the pain. You think you're a superstar, but everyone knows you ain't. Wake me up before you go bed, because this jazz team is going nowhere. Wake me up. Before you go bed, I don't want to miss it when he starts to cry. Wake me up before you go bed, because he's straining the nation's healthcare. Wake me up before you go bed, yeah, with the rest tonight. Wake me up before you go bed, he's like a slightly taller off the crochet. Wake me up before you go bed, inside of sweat like it's fucking high. Wake me up. Before you go bed, this guy's a baby and he needs a notepad. Wake me up before you go bed. I'm losing his temper tonight. I really hate that guy. Yeah, yeah. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.